0: Good evening, serial killers and their victims. Welcome to The Witching Hour on 107 FM The Sound. It's creepy, it's crawly, it's bloody and snotty. It's following you through the streets. Watch out before it drags you down to hell. The Witching Hour. Don't turn that dial. you'll be next in a line of long murders. Welcome to 107 FM, The Sound. I'm Emily Spinett, and in breaking news, Mr. E. Bones has been released from authorities after he was confirmed to be a sentient skeleton, which is not a crime. The former Mountie Monty, who is haunting the police office in Spiritwood, gave a ghastly wail as way of an apology for the misunderstanding, and the mayor's office was informed. Mayor Leon, who is not a zombie, held a press conference, and his people stated, the nightmare's creatures and undead and supernaturals have always made their homes in Spiritwood, and will continue to do so for generations to come. This statement was made while Mayor Leon moaned in the background about brains, so I think it's safe to say that we will enjoy the undead fiends and fools around here for a long time to come. And I, for one, I'm glad to know that our jobs as members of Spiritwood's nightmarish creatures, undead, and supernatural beings will not lose our jobs due to the fickle fates of Karens and Susans who roam supermarkets displeased with their life partners, children, and grocers. The first story of the evening is from the year 2720. The author calls themselves... Glass. So, we'll see what the future holds for us all. When the rain comes down, drowning the animals in the streets, people are scared, that's for sure. But I don't think anyone was prepared. When the rain lasts for a week, panic sets in, and people start looking for ways out. They start looting killing each other. People lock themselves inside, others try to buy as much as they can. We pray to God, sure that he is trying to kill the last of the human race again, a Noah's Ark event, because we must have done something to incur the wrath of God. Maybe we were never good enough. Every day the floods just become our lives. We know there won't be an end because it will take generations to get back to dry land. Maybe one day my children will see land again. Maybe they will be farmers if I live long enough to have children. We learn to cope and to adapt. To adapt to the waters, to the cruelty of the ebb and flow of it. If you fall in and can't get out can't get warm and dry, can't get away from lurk what lurks below, well then you're dead. So we grow numb to the pain of the numerous losses. Order maintains for as long as it can, but then people start drowning. When the rain won't let up for a month, and then two, and more, when there is no more land in sight, we are living on chips made out of boards of our homes, when the rich survive because they own boats, and the poor die because they have nothing, well, you can see where lines were drawn in the sand. A year passes, and now we live in floating cities made of debris and clutter. We are crafters and merchants, and above all else we are sailors, always sailors, on the lookout for dry land and good. Always food and goods. We are the weary, the lost, the last of humanity. If you find this, I am dead. We are gone. Carry on, for you are the last of us. Well, that was. Delightful. It's, um, good to know that we will continue on until 2720. I'm sure that won't be the end for our friends. I think. Now, a word from our sponsor. There is no sponsor. The sponsor is the endless wailing void. Our next story is from the World Builder. I swear the author names get weirder every week. I was a world builder. I built worlds of ash and dust. I built them of bones, of those who had come before, and of those that would soon die, and those who had yet to be born. I built worlds of water and waves, of crashing seas and roaring oceans and running rivers. I built worlds as small as pinprick tears. I built worlds of blood. I built worlds. I built them all. They called me the world builder, the master, the craftsman. Some called me God, the creator, or divine ruler. I was none of these things, and all of them. I was simply an old man, with a graying beard and eyes of sparkling design, brown as the earth I wrought. When I had an earthly form, that was. I liked my earthly form. I liked my eyes, and my hair, and my soft jawline. I worked alone in a little shop on one of these worlds I built. I called it Earth. I liked Earth. The people were fascinating. They often warred with one another over their own design, over women and resources, and just because they liked to hurt one another. Part of that scared me but part of it was very fascinating. They were also so kind and gentle. They were soft and sweet, and every one of them was different as the worlds I had created, every one of them a master of their own design. I liked that they were fallible and flawed, that they were also good and sometimes even great. I liked them a great deal. Wild with emotions that ran through them, untamed like the wild things they had come from. These people had been created not so much by me as much as by the planet itself. They had been part of the planet I had made. I was fascinated by that too, by how people could sprout up from the microbiomes that I had planted millennia ago. My seeds had grown into wild things that had become children of the earth. They were all my children, any, every one of them, and that scared me most of all, more than anything else. I was an old man when they started to kill the planet I loved, the place I had built, the world I had created, the world that had created them. It took them only the blink of an eye, and by the time I realized their mistake, it was too late. I tried to help at first. I tried anything I could think of to sway them. But by then there were too many, far too spread, in many places, with many different ideas of the world. Bringing them together was not so easy as it once had been when they were still young, Two cultures too many cultures and communities and civilizations. Now that they had cities and countries and wards, now that they had technology and power, there was little I alone could do. I was only one man, after all. Only a simple builder. They destroyed my world, my planet, my earth. Now I was the only one left here on this planet. The rock was broken and sick, but not quite dead. They had only succeeded in really killing themselves. I was tired. I lay on the cotton bed and looked out my window at the world I had created. It had once been beautiful. And now it was turning back to dust and ash from whence I had made it. My poor, poor, beautiful earth, my silly children, they had poisoned it not knowing what they were doing, silly children playing with matches and burning everything down. But now it could heal, and now it could be reformed, reshaped. The wild thing would slowly come back to this place, then people would come again, they would rise and learn but I was tired. I'd seen the world be born from my light. I'd seen it new, I'd seen it grow, I'd seen it could offer everything. I knew the cycle would run, but my journey was at its end. I was a world builder. I built worlds of ash and dust. I built them of bones of those who had come before and those that would soon die and those who had yet to be born. I built worlds of water and waves, of crashing seas, and roaring oceans, and running rivers. I built worlds as small as primprick tears. I built worlds of blood. I built worlds, I built them all. Then I died on a lonely world called Earth, which I called home, which my children had turned to ruin. I was reborn again in light and fire, a phoenix, a disaster, a tornado, a hellstorm, a landscape of destruction. As everything I had brought into being, every world and every person that had ever been, everything was wiped clean. There was blackness and unending vastness about me. Um, right. Well, thank you all for listening to our stories tonight. I hope we delighted and chilled you in some small way. Stay tuned for the sound of water dripping from the tap and a chill in your bones. I have been Emily Spinnet on The Witching Hour. Stay tuned next week for a ghost hunt and a murder suicide. The Witching Hour One leg of the zombie is skeletal and necrotic. It's toes are interwoven with blackened fines of thin nerves. The bones are thin and white. The other leg has meat that sloths off the bone in thick, gooey mess, in putrid, rotting form, the source thick from the thigh. The torso and arms are mostly intact in a kind of varicose, tight, and almost dry, muscular form. Why are these body parts so different from each other? The thick stomach and bony hands, the arms lazing out in front to stretch, Hmm. So, this skeleton is very unique. This episode of The Witching Hour was written, directed, and produced by Hero the Bard, otherwise known as Isabella Doucette. You can find them on Instagram as Hero the Bard. Some of their other works include The Mage Chronicles The Lost Mage Princess, which you can find anywhere you buy your ebooks. The second book in the series Fright of the Mage Queen will be out february twenty eighth, twenty twenty two.